Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice. And my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code CLINK at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code CLINK, mylifeinabook.com. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime Monday time. Yes. Now we're matching, by the way. 
both have I white know, we are. On. We are. Yeah, we are matching. <laughs> Welcome to Monday edition of Housewives of True Crime, where we tell you a true crime story. Um, if you have not heard us before, the first seven minutes approximately, we tell you about ourselves and what shit has happened this week. And we do say bad words sometimes, not a lot. So just be prepared. Little ears probably should not listen to us. It's my disclaimer this week. Yeah. Okay. She's, <laughs> she does that a lot. It's annoying. Okay. Forgive her. Okay, so what what's the happening? Well, I was just telling you that I was at tennis and I've been playing like real um, crap lately. Mm-hmm. So my self-esteem is down and Gretchen was telling me that it's not my self-esteem, it's my ego. Yeah, I think she's <laughs> full of herself. Sometimes I think she needs to get a ball or two pelted at her. Oh my oh, God, well, do you know what I just did? What? I'm so inappropriate. You got balls that pelted at you? <laughs> no, but see, you're just as 12 as I am. I, I, was, I was driving by my neighbor's house and she, our kids play volleyball together. And she said, mm-hmm. oh, my, my girl got hit in the face with a water bottle. So she doesn't want to go to volleyball because it's still swollen. And, you oh know, God, she's what? afraid of getting hit in the face. And mm-hmm. I just like scream. I'm like, no one likes to get hit in the face with balls. <laughs> <laughs> And that's totally fine for you to say, but then, you know, but then it's not some things I should keep to myself, (laughs) you know, it's true. I mean, my kid hates getting hit by baseballs, you know, like it is true. You're Mm -hmm. just thinking with your little twisted mind, 12 year old, 12 year old mind. And it's like a 12 year old boy mind, but okay. I have a PSA this week, by the way. Okay do tell I I got a Facebook message and it had the little Facebook logo and it had like it was it had basically a screenshot case number da 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 you're in violation of our rules and regulations and here's the reason why and it was like hate speech I don't know like three things and I was like what like okay I mean like we do do true crime podcasts. So like, I'm not saying that maybe they got it twisted. I mean, we definitely don't. Do I know what speech, you're thinking. You're like, like, why is it me? Gretchen's the one with the potty mouth, always talking about balls to the face and stuff. <laughs> no, but it's on our, it's on housewives site. Oh, okay. okay. And so I also, it's part of our Instagram and I'm like, dude, we have built this for four and a half years. Like, and it said, you're going to be removed from Facebook in within 48 hours. If you do not contest this and appeal it. And I'm like, oh my God, like we cannot be removed because this is our business and our life. Right. So I'm like flipping out. So Sean calls me, I'm like filling out all the stuff. I'm like, here, here it is. Here's this blah, blah. Sean calls in the middle of it. And I guess I answered like in a real bad mood. And he's like, what's wrong? I was like, nothing. He's like, well, why are you answering the phone like that? And I'm like, well, okay, fine. There is something. They want to remove us from Facebook and Instagram. And he was like, what kind of link did you click on? (laughs) And I sent him the link after I already filled out all of my information, like my phone number, our password, every fucking thing that they asked for. And it is a fraud. Okay. So if you get a thing to your Facebook that says that you have been in violation of their rules and regulations, do not click on it and do not fill out all the information because 
it took me a long time to have to change all of our passwords and all of our stuff. Okay. Oh, God. And I hope you kept notes of that shit because this is a difficult part of our lives. Oh, Okay. Girl. Well, listen, it's in the, it's something in the water. Okay. Because my husband recently, you know, we're making a purchase. He's shopping mm -hmm. around interest rates. Okay. Apparently he decided to do one of those, um, you know, internet searches and maybe he didn't feel like giving his phone number. So he gave him the wife's. Yeah. Since my husband started all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Since we've started, I've probably gotten 10 robocalls. They will not stop. Oh, I like in a day. Silence. Oh. oh, no. Oh, no. It's every single minute. Oh, you mean since we started recording today? Yeah, since we started recording. Oh, yeah. my God, girl. I'm going to kill him. He's right? in trouble. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He is in big, fat trouble. Also, I'm in a real bad mood because he made me get a new phone. You know, I did not want a new phone. He made me do it. It took a long time to get it to work. I was real frustrated about mm -hmm. it. You yeah. know, it's one of those things. He's trying to do something nice for me. But I'm also like, actually, what you're doing is making my life more difficult. But I'm yeah, I, so I gotta sucked redo it up. These, yeah. Put all the passwords <sighs> in again. Oh, my and God. Right. And, not fun. and ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. And but I've been pretty cool. I've been sucking it up, right? Because it's like, oh, my God, he never, you know, he doesn't even go to the grocery store. So like, ever. So yeah. this was okay. But then today, you know what happened? My wordle was gone. Oh, my no, do you that do I it do every day, every morning. Oh, no. <laughs> so you don't have like now. The he must to start over. I was on like a 75 in a row streak. Oh, I'm like, no. I was gonna make it to 100. I don't give a shit about having to redo every, you know, application wordle. You made my wordle go away. Oh, that's sad. Oh, my God is the worst. That's sad. I'm sorry. It also is really unfortunate that today is the when he did it because today's episode is one of those ones I might want him to listen to because it involves oh. fishermen and stuff. <laughs> oh, but yeah, now he no. can't. He can't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I we have those sometimes where I'm like, oh, this would be a good one, but you should definitely not listen to it. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have two pieces of business. Um, somebody asked us what our friend's podcast was, the 911 calls, and it's called Music City 911. Yes. And so check that out. Also, somebody, and they wrote it where I couldn't respond. So I have to respond here and I apologize. Somebody had not liked what I said about on our last episode, Alyssa Turney's dad said she had ADHD and made her ADHD problem a very big problem. And I kind of made light of ADHD. And she said, I had no idea. Okay. I did make light of Alyssa's ADHD because her sister who knows her well and her teachers and all the research I did basically said she didn't have it. And that even if she did, her dad was making it a bigger deal than it really was. That's why I said it that way. I personally know everything about ADHD and how hard it can be. She really does, guys. And so <laughs> I have been to therapy five days a week for fucking years. So I do know and I feel for you if you are dealing with it and you have a child or yourself deals with that um, disorder. And I know it can be really freaking hard. So I apologize that it came off like I didn't think it 
was hard. Well, you know what? It could or it couldn't have. Let me tell you. Here's the thing. I think that it's worth having this conversation that we're having right now because we do read everything you say. And so we will address whatever. But um, also, we all take things in, you know, differently, you know, Mm -hmm. I have had, you know, I'm sensitive to the autism thing, because I have a child who's autistic. And I have written a podcaster and said, I don't like the way you said that. Oh, you're right. I remember this. This was years ago. Yeah, it was years ago. But she wrote me back and, you know, said like, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean it that way. And she, I went back and re-listened and I was wrong. I was in a certain kind of frame of mind mind. when I heard that comment and the way I heard it in my head was different. So, you know, yeah, maybe, you know, it's fair for you to say what you said, but you know, maybe in fairness also, Maybe somebody was in a, a state of mind that they didn't hear it. Yeah. And I think yeah. it is hard when you deal with something that is so challenging and something yeah. does make light of and it. We and we all have like, our no, things that we're like, sensitive about. Yeah. 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 Totally. All right. So that's that's my two pieces of business okay. for the uh, for the day. Okay. Well, let's talk about something more lighthearted like murder. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, today's case is one that speaks to me because we are in October, which is not only spooky season, it's also lobster season in SoCal. Oh, yeah. You know what other season is? What? Some people do sober October. Oh, yeah. Um, And then it's also rocktober. (laughs) Oh, that's a big thing in Oklahoma, right? mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of Oklahoma, I'm going to Oklahoma next week. You're just going to Oklahoma a lot lately. I know. You just can't get away. You're trying to penetrate my family. (laughs) And I'm going to maybe see your family there. No, I'm going to keep you guys apart. I don't like it unless Mm -hmm. I'm there. Okay. Okay. Anywho, I love lobster. Also, if you didn't know, I love boats. Love boats and lobster. Okay, well, in Nova Scotia, where this case actually takes place, the lobster season doesn't start until November, but whatever. Okay, here it starts in October. It's a big deal. Okay, Nova Scotia seems like my jam. I have never been, but you know, I love a quaint little fishing village and mm-hmm. people that have accents, right? Yeah. You know, you know, the accent up there is amazing. You know, there's a large French speaking population. Yeah. And it's kind of mixed with this like Minnesota-esque a. thing, a. like A, yeah. you know, like yeah. fella. He was a fine fella, but not like that. Like I just did a, tor- a terrible, you know, <laughs> thing. Like an but, Irish accent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I don't know, but I just love it. Okay. So the Isle of Madame in Nova Scotia population is a whopping 4,000. And, you know, it's just one of those areas people like me flock to, you know, mm-hmm. I... Saw lots of cute Airbnbs listed there. It's really cold. I I could just tell it's really cold there. Yeah, I like that. I like to bundle up, look at the ocean, sit by a fire in the cold. Eat good seafood. Lots Mm -hmm. of people like me do. That's why there's lots of Airbnbs there. Tab Mm -hmm. would not come visit me if I moved there. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. Mm -mm. No. 
At least I'm honest. Seriously. Oh, yeah. No, it's true. Well, I mean, I think for people like me, we we tend to like kind of like glorify areas like this when we vacation there. We think, gosh, it, this just seems like a, a charmed life. Great place to raise children. Okay. You know? Yeah. So outdoorsy and shit. And uh, for many people, I'm sure it is. But that was not the case for Philip Boudreaux. Philip was the youngest of four children. The family was poor. The father was abusive. According to the book, Blood in the Water, the abuse was well known. The father told one of Philip's teachers he beat him with a two by four. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say wooden spoon. Like, no. Mm -mm. Holy shit. So Philip managed to grow up functionally illiterate. It's not an excuse, but it's not hard hard to see how those circumstances that led to him going down, you know, a life of crime, right? You know, didn't have a real good shot out the gate. By the age of 43, he had a long record and reputation. In addition to doing things like stealing tools and equipment or whatever, Philip was known to poach lobsters. How that works, if you are not familiar, is first of all, to be able to commercially catch lobsters, you have to have a license to do so. And in Nova Scotia, having a lobster license is like winning the lottery, if you you know, if you can get one. The licenses are so coveted, they are passed down generations. A lobster trap looks like a big basket attached mm-hmm. to a line and a buoy. And each of the buoys has like the person's initials or some kind of identification on it. Right. So you can, all the lobster fishermen can set their traps and they're all identified. So there's no confusion. Well, Philip had a little speedboat named the Midnight Slider, which is like a shady boat name, by the way. I don't Mm -hmm. like that. Okay. He would go out and pull people's traps and take the bugs. Mm -hmm. Bugs is what cool people call lobsters, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I can see how that's easy to do, by the way, because I have been lobster fishing or whatever before. And like, yeah, yeah, you can get get a recreational. Yeah, you can get a recreational license. Yeah. He would sell them, you know, right outside the market for half price what they were asking for inside. You know, and there's all those people like me in the quaint little fishing village. That will buy it. Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) What a deal. Yeah. Okay. So the thing with poaching lobster is obviously it's, I mean, it's a real dick thing to do. But an even bigger dick thing to do is to cut the line so the whole (gasps) trap is lost. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like asshole. Yeah. Like fine. You want to steal one of my lobsters? Okay. But... The whole Make trap. Make it so like I can't even like do my own Recover business. your trap. That's, like, so That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Philip was, he was a jerk like that. Mm-hmm. In fact, in the Nova Scotia, apparently, if you would say call the fisheries department up there and complain about someone poaching or whatever, when they would investigate the individual in question, That person apparently has the right to know who made the complaint. Well, if you complained about Philip, he would go and cut 
all your traps to ensure you wouldn't make that mistake again. It's real shitty. You know, those fishermen work so hard and that's how they feed their families. You know, it's a real honest living. Mm -hmm. People that defend Philip's behavior say he was a product of his environment, that when he was growing up, the men in town would tell him things like, go, go get me a generator. And he would, you know, he'd go steal one and bring it back for them. And he liked the attention and validation and cash. And so combined with, you know, his like stellar home life, he became a ruthless man who would commit like crime all the time to survive. They say he would get caught at times just so he could go to jail for the winter to be warm and fed. Mm -hmm. When he wasn't locked up at 43, he had to sleep under the table at his parents' small home. Philip's defenders are few, but they say he was kind to animals and old people. But, I mean, no one tries to say he didn't have a way of making enemies. He would get into it with people all the time, and it would usually end up with him saying something like, go fuck yourself. I'm going to go burn your house down with your children in it, and then I might rape them. I mean, that that was just Philip. It's like diabolical. I mean, this was regular. Now, let me tell you about some of what people, let me say that again. Now, let me tell you about some of the people that would pay the price for Philip's less than ethical ways of getting his hands on some cash. First, there is James Landry. He's in his 60s, and he's raised his family on the Isle Madame. He made his living as a fisherman, mostly lobster. He is well-respected in the community. When people are asked about him, they describe him as, you know, easygoing, always a smile on his face, didn't have a problem with anybody. James has a grown daughter named Carla. Carla is married to a man named Dwayne. They also have children. They both worked for a fuel company until 2005 when Carla's father, James, offered to them to take over his lobster license and boat named the Twin Maggies. Mm -hmm. They became the boat owners and put in the sea time and the courses to captain the boat, which I know is very intense, mm -hmm. and had been living a nice life of, you know, a maritime family in Nova Scotia ever since. James now worked on his former boat. So daddy is now a deckhand and his son-in-law captained it. Craig Landry was a cousin of James and he also worked on the boat as a deckhand for Carla and Dwayne. He was married to a woman who worked at the local corner store who would often see Philip selling his poached lobsters to people out front. And, you know, so she would come home and tell her husband, Craig, about it. You know, he, you know, he knew about Philip and his shenanigans all too well, just like Dwayne and James, who, you know, they all worked together on the Twin Maggies. The crew of the Twin Maggies had recently been suspicious of Philip because they had had 30 of their traps cut. 
Philip had actually bragged about cutting their traps previously at the corner store to Craig's wife because he said he didn't like Carla because, of course, she had called the fisheries on him. And so he would probably probably be cutting more of her traps before the year is through. Just because. So even though James already knows good and well that Philip is the one who had cut the twin Maggie's traps, he calls up Philip's brother, Gerard, and asks him about it. James and Gerard had been longtime friends. And Gerard's house had a view of Mackerel Cove, where the traps were set. Gerard had a fishing boat as well. He didn't operate it on the water himself anymore because I guess he had like some amputations because of his diabetes, Mm -hmm. but he was always watching the water from his home. So he would be in the know. So anyways, James called him up and asked him if Philip had been out on the water. And Gerard, Philip's own brother, said, yeah, he's, he's been out there a lot. According to Gerard, he said, well, that's his last day on the water then. Gerard didn't really think much of the remark because he says he was pretty used to people threatening Philip, Mm -hmm. you know, and James agrees that that phone call happened, but he has a different account of what he said. He says after Gerard verified Philip's been on the water, he said to him, well, I'm going to do, what am I going to do? He's, he's, you know, he's back at it. He's cutting the traps. What am I going to do? And Gerard said, there's only one thing that you can do. Get rid of him. So just remember that. We will circle back to which man's statement we believe (laughs) later. Yeah. So on the very early morning of June 1st, 2013, the twin Maggies was out checking their traps. At the same time, Philip was out on his boat, the Midnight Slider, checking some of his brother. Gerard's traps because Gerard had asked him to. The twin Maggie's crew spotted the midnight slider right at Mackerel Cove, right by their traps. So they beelined over to him. Mm-hmm. Easygoing, you know, James got hot as they approached the midnight slider. And he asked the deckhand Craig, load the rifle. Craig did and brought the firearm out to the deck, thinking the men were going to retaliate against Philip by shooting around him, you know, and giving him a good scare. This does not surprise me, right? Does it? I mean, you know, it doesn't. My husband is a boat captain, not a fishing boat captain, but he'll tell you, like, don't F with fishermen. You know, you like, you just, you just don't, right? Right. We've heard, we've heard some stories. So, These four men were all on the water that fateful morning, and James fires on the water. You got to imagine that when that first shot was fired, they were all thinking like, you know, we're going to show him. Then he fired twice more, and one bullet struck Philip in the leg. He had been screaming, don't shoot, I didn't cut any of your traps. And now he was screaming, you motherfuckers, you broke my damn leg, you know? Mm-hmm. James was not done yet, but he was out of bullets. Philip tried to speed away, but the outboard motor on his speedboat was caught in some lines. 
So he's kind of at their mercy. Dude, Do- that happens to me sometimes. <laughs> it is. Don't let the lines fall under the boat is a big deal. It is a big yeah. deal. Trust me. My husband gets real pissed. Yeah. Like yeah. real mad. Yeah. So yeah, that'll, that'll it's do usually it. usually a ski rope, but it doesn't matter what it is. If it gets around that propeller, it's the end of it. Yeah. Dwayne drove the twin Maggie's close enough to Philip's boat for James to grab the bow line with a gaff, which what a gaff is, is a big, scary hook. Okay. Like a real big one. Mm-hmm. Dwayne attempted to drive away with Philip in his boat attached, but Philip managed to pull a knife out and cut the attached line. Well, this just angered the men. According to Craig, who says he could hardly look after the bullet hit Philip in the leg, he was so scared at how things had escalated. <laughs> how things had escalated. Okay. He was so scared by how things escalated that he shit himself, literally. Oh. Uh-huh. When Philip cut the line from the boat, James yelled to him, run him over. Dwayne rammed Philip's boat several times in an attempt to sink it while Philip was still pleading with the men to stop while holding on to a floating gas can in the water. While Philip's boat was filling with water, James directed Dwayne to circle around to where he was floating. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. 
And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay that our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, have you checked out Rocketan yet? Because Rocketan is where it's at. It's my go-to way to save on top of sales. That's why Rocketan is the smartest way to shop and the most rewarding way to save because members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rocketan is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop at online like Saks Fifth, Macy's, Best Buy. You know, we are already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay Rocketan a commission for sending them shoppers and Rocketan shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rocketan has over 17 million members saving and Rocketan members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back, y'all. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rocketan.com or get the Rocketan app to start saving today and your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. This time he used the gaff to attach to him and directed Dwayne to drive slow so he could drown Philip. And that's what he did. Dude. Craig grabbed an anchor and the men tied Philip to it and let him sink. Then that's they circled nice. a- that is awful. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And, I mean, pretty heartless. Mm-hmm. Right after his, you know, lifeless body sunk, they circled around and continued checking and setting traps for the day. Just business as usual. Mm-hmm. While they were still out to sea, the local authorities got a call that there was an overturned boat floating around. And it might be worth investigating because it appeared to have some serious damage to it. And there is what might be a bullet hole. They determined it was Philip's vessel and a search for him began. When the crew of the twin Maggie's came in that evening to the marina and someone noticed that someone noticed that the men had something wrapped in a blanket with them. They called the authorities to tell them they had heard about Philip's boat and you know what? The twin Maggie's just rolled in and I am thinking since they're not fans of each other, what might be in that blanket was a gun. Well, actually a big rifle, which of course is what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So it did not take long for Craig James and Dwayne to start to worry that people were going to be able to put the pieces together. And so they needed to get the story straight. And they met with a lawyer. The story they went with was that the day before, Philip was driving like a bat out of hell and collided with them. And that's why there might be some of the paint from his boat on their On hole. theirs. Have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But after that happened, he took off and they hadn't seen him since. Carla, Dwayne's wife, as the co-owner of the boat, was, you know, included in this conversation. So the laws are different in, they're different in regards to having a right to an attorney and, and that like ending an interrogation in the Canada, mm-hmm. okay? From what I understand, you have the right to remain silent, but they can keep the questioning going as long as they want with or without your attorney present. So they had all, all these men had agreed on the story and Carla, and they had met with an attorney. And the attorney told them, listen, you guys, with no body and no statement from anyone, they can't prove anything. So that's the plan. Well, four days after, Philip would no longer be seen. The men were interrogated. And they did everything they could to get them to talk. Everything that the attorney had warned them about. He told them, you know what they're going to do? They're going to make it hot and then they're going to make it cold. They're not going to feed you. You know, they will appeal to your good nature. But whatever you do, just don't crack. Stick to the story. Well, it's really hard for people. (laughs) It's not a true story. (laughs) It's really hard for people. It's really hard for people. Yeah. Well, Craig and Dwayne didn't crack. And they're all interrogated separately. Okay. Okay. But after 15 hours, James did. The thing about his interview, which I saw clips of in the documentary Murder in the Cove, is you can see why he was so well-liked in the community. I mean, he comes off like a real genuine guy. I mean, I like the way he talks. I, I, he, he seems real nice. I have a real, you know, soft spot for the like salty types. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would have let him go for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but they didn't. And, you know, that interrogation just went on forever. And I think what got James to crack was that, you know, I mean, for one, he was the trigger man and he was Ooh. also the grandpa of the group. You know, he, he felt doesn't, a well, he little doesn't bit his, of guilt. Yeah, he felt guilty and he doesn't mm-hmm. want his son-in-law or his cousin to take the fall. Yeah, but were I they mean, there? They were, yeah, they were there. Well, then they take the fall anyways. Yes, but he wants to be like, I'm going to take the brunt of it. Like, I don't want them to go down. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, listen, I know it sounds kind of bizarre and wrong, and rationally it is, but the moment when he cracked, I found kind of endearing. You know, he's been, like, put through the ringer, and the detective says to James, like, "Just, just just tell me, do you regret it? And he just looks up sadly and says, yes, yeah, I regret all of it. Ah, and then he confesses the details of the day. He was, yeah, yeah. He was then arrested along with Dwayne and Craig and his daughter. Now, here is the part of the whole saga 
that I think is just kind of thought provoking. And that is they were when they were all arrested at their bail hearing, all kinds of members of the communities of the community were there to post for them. I mean, everyone, they people were willing to put their homes up for them. Because because they were loved in the community. They were so loved in the community and they felt that killing Philip was justified. So I mean, the story ever justified to kill somebody. Unless you're protecting your family from family getting. Yeah. Killed, okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Then I don't I'm think okay it is. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with it. I agree with it, but with you, but I think they were terrorized by his criminal activity. Yes. And I agree with that. I think that. And so I just, I just think it's, it's definitely something to think about and it's moving. Okay. So the story was widely sensationalized in the media with headlines that said murder for lobster which was infuriating to the locals. And I can understand their point of view because it's demeaning to their whole way of life to say this just happened over a lobster. Right. Like in kind of insinuates that they're like backwards and uncivilized. Right. You know, you know, I'm not justifying the murder by any means, but I do think they were put in a position because the fisheries enforcement failed them as well as law enforcement, you know, so they, took it into their own hands because after years of this shit being terrorized by this man, they knew a phone call reporting Philip again would only end up in more headaches and heartaches or in hardships for them. Mm -hmm. The people backed up these men's actions in the name of, you know, vigilante justice. So how do we feel about that? I mean, if law enforcement wasn't doing anything yeah so they took the law into their own hands but i don't know couldn't they this is like so bad couldn't they like just have started tormenting him back in a different sort of way i don't know like that's kind of just like silly me talking but i don't know I don't, think, I don't think that the murder is justified, but of course it's definitely not like you can't kill somebody. No, but what if I you don't. can like, I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do. But is. I'll tell you There's what, no if, right thing to I mean, do. Like, because even tormenting him the other way, it's like, Oh, what that's tip for tat. Come on. I like try to teach my kids not to do that. And shit, this guy is know? ruthless. Yes. This guy is completely ruthless. This guy is screaming things like I'm going to rape your children and burn your house down. Yeah, so he's a bad guy. He is a bad guy. You know, my husband, nicest guy in the world. You said something like that to him. I'm not sure what he would do. I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they had like a Dexter approach to this guy, right? Yeah, except for Dexter. Dexter gets away with shit because he, he plans it out and... This clearly happened. On this a was whim. not planned. So this, though, yeah. you're saying secondary murder. Which is, what did they get? What they get? Murder, like, murder on a whim gets you caught. Yes, right. But it should also get you less in the clink. I, it usually yeah, does. I, 
It usually does. Yeah. 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 I mean, it did in this case. What, what was their sentence? Okay. Well, I'm going to get to that. But so, you know, the general, the opinion around town was that, you know, locals thought he deserved to die, but they just <sighs> felt like how know. they did it was no. wrong. Okay. What, what you should like, how, how should they have done it? Like put some, you know, arson or they should have like put arsenic in his coffee. They should burn him down. What, what, what should have happened? What's well, the nice yeah, I way? mean, I don't know. Is it okay to murder someone with a quick bullet to the head, but it's not okay to drown them? I mean, I do think drowning is more wrong, but I mean, they're Although both I did he- pretty, I, pretty I, wrong, right? Yes, you know? but I have heard that um, there's some sort of euphoric feeling when you're drowning. You heard that? Okay, I think you might be confused with. No. I don't think there is any euphoric feeling when you're drowning is when you are like scuba Being... diving and you're going down too deep and you're breathing in uh, nitrous oxide. Yeah, I know that. I know. Well, yeah, I don't know. I could have been thinking that. I was just going to look it up. I mean, I think these things that I look up might be red flags. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> so it is. it does say... But it says that peaceful feeling is the part of euphoria most people feel before you die. If you die by drowning, I would say it is one of the more peaceful ways. That's just, I mean, I've read that before. Oh, well, that Um, is news to me. Um, But I don't think like, I mean, he was drowning while being drugged by the back of the boat. Yeah, I think that sounds pretty awful, actually. It does sound pretty bad. Yeah. There is a thing, you know, with like what I was thinking of is like with scuba diving is it's called narcosis. And the farther down that that you go, you become like more delusional. And that is why a lot of people will just keep going down instead of slowly coming back up. And that results in them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have some experience with that. Yes, unfortunately, you do. Mm -hmm. You definitely do. And I do. I have definitely heard that. But I can understand that because you you have you're breathing in a gas that people sometimes use for a drug well yeah i mean but it can happen to you i mean obviously i'm not like chemistry smart i mean it can happen when people people either scuba dive with nitrogen or um compressed oxygen Mm -hmm. and it can happen narcosis can happen in both cases right but you know yeah okay so anyways we're like we're thinking it's wrong but what could they have done what should they have done i I know that's where i don't know i don't know you could torture him i don't know also against the law you're not allowed to torture people but and and they probably would have gone to jail for that okay Uh uh-huh so it is just a lot to think about well after james's confession craig got a new attorney because they'd been sharing an attorney so now he needs his own attorney right Okay, who advised him to make a statement, which he did and was presented at the bail hearing in the book Blood in the Water, which I appreciated because the author was a local. So I think he had a real pulse on the events. You know, Mm -hmm. he brings up that it is very possible that the story I told you, which is considered, you know, the real true story might not be entirely accurate because it's possible James took more responsibility than was his to protect the other men. Which is what you said. Which is 
possible. Very, I think very possible. I mean, I think even if he did it, he took more responsibility mm-hmm. because he didn't want the other men, you know, to be held accountable. And um, the opposite for Craig, he took very little responsibility, you know, possibly to ensure, you know, his own lack of liability. Right. For the murder. Right. Well, Philip's funeral happened. Mm-hmm. It was held and what i found surprising was that it was a full house oh i was gonna ask you so there were people that liked philip i mean it wasn't like the well it's not it is a mixed bag because it included like his parole officer and former cellmates you know Mm -hmm. and of course he had lots of you know relatives around but also many locals because they say when you live in a village that's what you do doesn't oh. matter if you liked him or not. Oh. You know, someone dies, okay. you pay your you respects. Just... Okay. All right. Yeah. When um, the events that led to Philip's murder became kind of accepted in the community, it became more divided, you know? Like, it's one thing to say in the moment, but when it, like, sinks in, someone's really dead you know mm-hmm. people people kind of change their way right of of thinking and i think it's also easy to kind of glorify someone too once they're yeah hello they, gone. Uh, yes of course okay and there were old people who said that you know philip wasn't always what he had become well, you know sure and they wasn't. were so sorry yeah and you know, and still there were others that, you know, felt so bad for the men involved and said that, you know, Philip's murder didn't happen soon enough. So despite James's confession and Craig's statement, they all went to trial, including Carla, oh. who hadn't done anything but own the boat, right? Yeah. The trials began in November 2014, and James was found guilty of manslaughter and so was Dwayne. Okay. Carla's charges were dismissed in 2015. Okay, good. Good, right? Craig was found guilty of being an accessory, accessory. to murder. Okay. Mhm. James was sentenced to 14 years minus time served. Mhm. Dwayne was sentenced to 10 years minus time served and Craig was sentenced to two years probation. Okay. And so I think that, I think that's fair. Well, in 2018, just three years into their sentences, James and Dwayne were released on parole and resumed fishing. (laughs) Why? Just because they're like a celebrity, you know, it's like they, they walk in and they walk out. No, I mean, I think, I mean, I, we haven't done like a lot of Canadian cases, but I, and so, you know, I apologize to my neighbors to the North, but I don't think y'all are very hard on crime. I mean, Carla Homolka. I know, right. I feel like there was that other chick that worked at the public market. Like, I just don't think they do a long sentence there. They don't take it serious. It's like Brazil, you know, they get out for a couple weeks a year just to like hang out with their family. Um, It could just be what I cover 
but um no so i i yeah. could be wrong but that is i mean i don't i don't know but i also don't know any of their statistics like maybe they have a whole lot less crime i don't know about that they have a whole lot less I don't, people I, I don't know. that's for sure the the population true, in right? canada is way smaller than the united states but yeah so i don't know but so now they're they're out so they probably think it was okay worth well it. They were are out until James died oh. a year later, a oh, year no. after his release. Okay, from cancer. Well, that's a big fat bummer. Yeah, or a bit. It is big fat karma. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know what kind of cancer. I don't know. I mean, I really wouldn't wish cancer on anyone. Dude, it's me neither. I just did. Worse. I just did the um this genetic screening because I have yeah. some cancer that is uh, known. So you guys actually, let me, this is all. So another PSA, speaking of cancer, if you have cancer in your family, a lineage, like your mom or your grandma and your aunt, like anybody in your family, if there's enough, you are able, your insurance will pay for you to get genetic testing. You just have to ask your doctor and they will send you to a specialist to do it. Uh, and you, I mean, it's up to you really. Cause then it's like telling you if you have the genes for cancer, but I think for me, it was like, I want to know so that I could be more prepared and get tested more off, often. That's good. Yeah. I got to just go to my annual. I keep getting this. Oh, phone girl. <laughs> I People even, that listen to like us from the beginning, <laughs> from the beginning, definitely know that is, they're like, Ugh. go get, did you have a mammogram recently? Well, you know, since I did get one, but I haven't gone since last year. October is breast cancer awareness month. Also, we did yeah. not speak about that. Um, and that's probably the biggest deal of all deals for October. So I'm telling you now, like if you have not Gretchy had one in a year, then now is the time and all of our disco now. biscuits out there. Go get your annual checkups. Your disco boobs. Your di yeah. Squeezed. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm just after Halloween. Squeezed, pumped, prodded, whatever. No. It's not that bad, motor, by the motor way. Boated. It really isn't. It, re it really isn't. I just am terrible at making important things priorities. Um, But I'm really good at... Watching you know, reality I'm, television. Listen, it's going down on Sister Wives. Stop, stop talking shit. <laughs> People love to write me about it. I know. <laughs> you can write me about it all day. I could talk. I have a lot of opinions about it. Okay. Anyways, back to the story at James. hand. Okay. James has mm -hmm. passed away. Maybe him James and... James passed away of cancer. Okay. So... He's not getting tormented in heaven. Or maybe he's in hell because he killed somebody. I, I mean, know. I don't know. I'm just not going to judge or okay. consider what happened. Okay. Judge. I mean, I think he asked for forgiveness. Okay. Right? I yeah. mean, he was he was real sorry. He confessed. He was. Right? Yes. He's yes. No, I think he's no F and O. He's no OJ. Okay. Right. So in the beginning of this, you know, remember I asked you which statement do we believe? Oh, right. You know, if we believed that when oh, um, if he was James said he called to verify, he called Philip's brother about yeah. cutting his traps. He asked oh, the right, brother right. Gerard, "What should he do about it?" And he said, "Get rid of him." 
You know, maybe the brother did say that. I think he did. I believe James. I don't think James would make that up. Yeah. I think Gerard doesn't want people, including his own family, to believe the last thing he said to the man who killed his brother was Once like, he should kill go, him. Ahead and, go ahead and kill him. Yeah. And not so many words, but yeah. 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 I think you're right. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a real You guys tell us too. I'll put shame. that on the uh, Instagram and the Housewives group. Um, if you don't follow us on Housewives of True Crime group on Facebook, now is the time. It is um, where it's at if you want to have a lot of interaction with us. Also, uh, we didn't talk about this, but our bonus episode this last week, Gretchen did a bonus crime so uh go listen there and we also gave you a little update on the electrical international brotherhood of electricians union so from last week a fine group of fellas fine group of men (laughs) doing the good deeds for all the electricians out there but really if you want to join our patreon our bonus uh clink clink club all of the above that you can find on apple Spotify or on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. It really does help us out. Um, and you get a lot of a content. You get one extra episode a week. Usually it's kind of updates about what's going on in our lives on a deeper level and crimes that are happening on the daily. For instance, um, we would be talking about the Natalie Holloway situation, how, you know, we'll probably go deeper into that um, this next week because yeah, we definitely are freaking bananas. Yeah. Also, I want to talk about. I am going to watch the Jada Pinkett Smith interview. Oh, yes. Also, uh-huh. Brittany, our girl, is spilling a lot oh, of information, girl. and we have a lot of things to talk about regarding that. I can. I'm. Have you pre-ordered? Flooded over. What is what is that phrase? You know, with things I need to unpack. Yes. yes. So we'll be talking about all of that. So if you have not um, listened, listen there. Also, thank you so much, everybody, for your orders on Five Crimes um, and our with our products. We have gotten so many of you loving it, and I think we're just about sold out right now. We should be back in business with all of our um, supply back in the next few weeks. Um, But I really want to just thank you so, so, so much. That is so awesome. You guys are great. And we hope that you all enjoy it. And um, we'll keep going with it because it is really magical stuff. Um, And if you haven't checked it out, go to five crimes, F I V E crimes.com and see us there. I think that's it. Is that it? Gretchy poo. I mean, I would just like to correct you a little bit in saying that we, it's not that we hope you will enjoy it. We know you will. Oh, it's true. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. true. I've already, I, by the way, my friends um, here, they're like, hey, can I, can I see your stuff? Do you have like a sample or something? I'm like, girl. Fucking out, boo. I'm out. out. Everybody's out. <laughs> you know, like I do not have any more. And I'm like. I used it all. The freaking shower shit is like so good. I can't even, I can't even get enough of it. But I know. Like I'm out. So I'm sorry even to my friends. Um, I will be getting it soon. As soon as everybody else does. Um, That's right. 
All right. So that's about all for today. Have a super fabulous week and we'll catch you on Thursday uh, for our bonus episodes. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.